Previously on the Lupe and Royce show. It had one where it was a bomb that was in a chocolate bar. And when you bit into it, it broke the switch and blew your head off. Hmm. I'm like nine years old reading this book. Like, oh, wow, that's how you can kill some. Oh, okay. So you can put a bomb just in the chocolate bar. And then when you when they bite into it, it blows that it blows up in the mouth. and kills. So you okay. can't you can't have you can't right. be Lupe Fiasco and have like a school bully. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like you're going to be getting the Twix. Really soon, you keep playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> the Lupa and Roy show is a Say What Media production. That was pretty good. Yo, what up? This is Lupe Fiasco, and I had soup for dinner last night. What's up? This is Royce the Five Nine, and I had uh, sugar. And this is Tom, and I'm just living the dream every day, being on this here podcast with Lupe Fiasco and Royce the Five Nine. Is this really a dream? It really is. It's a dream to talk to both of you each and every week. That's flattering, man. That's How are we doing this week? How are we doing this week? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm just um, just getting a little bit closer to my goals here. Starting to be able to get stuff done. I got all sound hooked up. So... Ready to have the girls start rehearsing soon. Maybe in another week or week or two, I'll start just shooting something just to see how it, how it comes out. I'm anxious to, to to start messing with these cameras. That's a new rabbit hole for me. That's gonna be fun. Nice. That it is. Cameras and lights. Cameras and lights and like all of that stuff, man. It's a rabbit hole I didn't know about. I didn't realize it was like, ooh, PC. I'm building a PC. I didn't realize that was a rabbit hole, too. Lou, you got a PC? I do not. They got some pretty, they got some pretty decked out expensive ass ones. I would love to know what in the world are they so expensive for? What do they do? Tom, you a PC guy? Uh-uh. Never had a PC in my entire life. Good. All Mac. Good. All day. Me either. You going to build one yourself? No, I'm not gonna build it myself. I'm I'm a bad man, but I ain't that fucking bad. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm a I'm gonna have somebody build it. That's like the second best thing to to that. There you go. I'm gonna have somebody build it, but um, I don't I don't know how. Like, I I still gotta go get like a couple of opinions from a couple of people that I know that's in the know, just to make sure that I don't overdo it. Because I'm only gonna be playing like it's like two games I'm gonna be playing. I'm building a server. I'm having somebody build a private server, but I'm only going to be playing like two games. What games are you going to be playing? Grand Theft Auto. And? Call of Duty. The shoot 'em up games. Well, not necessarily. The Grand Theft Auto is going to be like our whole like universe and world that we just build ourselves. So it's just going to be all my customized shit in it. And we're just going to be running around acting like immature. I need an outlet to be immature, man. I realized, I realized that about myself. Haven't y'all noticed I've been too mature lately? You really have been very mature. Yeah, man. And I apologize for that. I apologize for that, man. I'm, I'm working. You know, I'm, I think this will be a good outlet for me where I can just kind of like um get some of that genius i think it's associated with my intelligence just get some of that genius just off me like i just can't just carry that shit around all day you you a college guy you know what i'm what i'm going through you just i know it's been a minute though right since uh since college it's been a few minutes 
Yeah. I mean, if you could think back that long ago, it was kind of like how you may have felt uh, when you had like a big exam coming up. Mm hmm. That's kind of like how I feel every day about life. Anxious? Like, no, not anxious at all. Excited? Not, not anxious at all. I, I really just like, I just realize, I feel like I'm cracking, cracking the code like, like a, I'm, I'm, I'm acing a Rorschach test by just choosing what Cheez-Its I'm going to eat. Like I really, really think that deep when I'm, when I'm selecting my Cheez-Its, you know? What's your go-to Cheez-It? That's the question. It could be white cheddar, could be regular. See, because how many Cheez-Its are in the box? See, that's what you don't think about. That's what Lupe don't, Lupe don't think about that before he dives in. I need to know how many Cheez-Its are in the box before I dive in, you know? Lou, how you doing over there? How you doing over there? You're quiet today. I'm just listening, man. Just soak, soaking it all up. That's all. Soak it all up, man. Try, try to learn something too, Lou. You know what I mean? I try and learn try something. Try to learn today. something, yeah. I do. Try to try learn something while you got me on, on here, man. You know, because I, it's I'm really... Taking advantage. I mean, I got my board in the background too. And I know you've been rapping lately. Every time you rap, I get a fucking attitude. So I know you've been rapping lately. So, you know, just try to learn something because, you know... I'm inherently raw with the lyrics, you know. They just come out of nowhere from out of my lineage. You mm-hmm. ever you ever you ever seen somebody like that, Tom? Of course not. But yeah, that's how I be, man. I just remember that day we was talking about um that one line that you have that's just like, oh shit, put that on my tombstone. Mm-hmm. I figure mine out. Ah. Please. But I gotta put everything in a zip drive. I gotta zip my whole catalog into one zip. I send it over to you, Tom. And whenever you ready to, yeah, whenever you ready to download it, you put all that shit on my tombstone. (laughs) So it's going to be a uh, a very large tombstone, is what you're saying. Man, that's the dumbest (laughs) shit ever, bro. Oh man! Oh man! I do want to ask this anime, this anime guy some questions. I mean, Lou, you pretty much answered the questions that I had, had like mm. to start, but I'm curious to see what like a, a anime guy, what he acts like, what he carries himself like. Cause I was, I was misinformed about anime people. I thought anime people were nerds. Mm. Well, we're going to find out because we do have a anime expert on with us today. Tim Hoffman, better known as uh, For Neverworld on YouTube, where he has more than uh, 600,000 subscribers um, for his videos covering everything to do with anime and and Magna. So Tim is joining us now. Fantastic. Tim. What's up, Tim? Now you're originally, Tim's originally from New York. You live in Columbus, Ohio now, right? Yes, sir. Midwest. All right. What up, Tim? What's going on, everybody? How you at night going? We're doing good, up, my, my good man. Show. Thank you for joining us. No, I appreciate it. Um, honestly, it's an honor and a privilege to even be talking to you gentlemen tonight. Oh, man, the pleasure. The pleasure is all ours, man. I, I'll speak for Lupe. He ain't talking right now. He's soaking it all in. He's soaking <laughs> it all in. But he does this sometimes, man. You know, that's what, like, you ever seen, like, just a, like a hyena in the forest? <laughs> he just be waiting so he can just come take the food. 
That's, That's how he is. You know what I mean? It's all good. It's all good. Don't take his don't take his quietness for weakness, bro. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> he used to catch uh, welcome, arrows when he was four. He used to catch arrows. <laughs> uh, welcome to the, welcome to the show, Tim. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. Pleasure yeah. having you. For sure. Hey, Tim. Yes. So while Lupe is acting weird, what can you tell me about anime? Oh, well. Um, tell Lupe too. Tell Lupe too. See if you can snap him out of it. I, man, you know what I would be trying to do when back in the day, Lou? I'd be trying to get you to drink, man. Back when I was drinking. <laughs> I would probably well, just bug you until you take a shot. Come on, man, take a shot. Come on. I, I would have been the same way. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, you, drink? you got the. I no. don't. I'm not. See the. Good, Tim. I, I was just. I was just gonna say, like, like I like anime, but I'm not like deep into anime, so I'm not like an expert. I like the things that I like, and then I know I have a general history of it, a general understanding. But I'm like, like deep, 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 deep. So Royce had. uh and I'm not really interested to be deep, 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 deep either. Um, cause there's some animes that I just, I just, I just don't really like like that. Yeah. You know, like I could watch a few episodes, but I'm not, you know, I can't watch 70 episodes. Like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, um, so I man, I enjoy a good anime. I enjoy a good, a good manga. I got, um, a few manga books that I actually, um, keep around that are entertaining and I'll dip into some anime from time to time, but. Royce, Royce is kind of the uh, Royce didn't know that he was actually heavy into anime, and we that kind of came out on the last episode. So, brought you in here to kind of go even deeper into the anime hole. I got a lot of fans who love anime and talk about it all the time. I reference it in some of my music. So, it's interesting to have you here to see uh see uh answer some of Royce the five nines questions. Because <laughs> now, because now I'm to the point where I'm wondering if I can compare it to like being a sneakerhead, like in the shoe world. Uh, can I can I Lou? Is it like that? I mean, we got an expert here now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Oh, I, I thought you was. I thought you was a sneaker. Let's go, Tim. So, what, what do you? So, what do you think, bro? Like, is it? Is it? Is it? Do you know anything about um, like the sh- the shoe world, the sneaker sneaker the sneaker world? Yeah, when I was much younger, I used to collect uh, Jordans. I used to. I, I would be in the snow going to get the latest J's. So, yeah, I used to be a little bit of a sneakerhead myself. <laughs> Is it similar? Um, it can be. I mean, I've been because you know I made this more like of a career for myself the last decade, so I'm like far down the rabbit hole with this now. Um, to the point where like just looking back at me, it's become like a part of uh my lifestyle, I guess you could say, because you know it's not only my profession, my career, but it's also something I enjoy. So it's like a win-win, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it can be just like a a sneakerhead, but you can also be deep down the rabbit hole as well, uh, even more so, I guess you could say. So it's, it's more, it's like a passion. Yeah. Well, me yeah. and Luke, me and Luke can definitely relate to that. Tell us more about it. Tell us more about it. Are you, are you, first of all, are you married? No, no. Um, I was engaged for five years. Um, last January, uh, my fiance, uh, passed away. Um, but, um, she was, pretty much into it uh not as much as me but she was into it with me as well uh we used to go everywhere because um i i for like the last i want to say five or six years uh i would go to la for the anime expo and uh to do business with uh like because i partnered with a lot of the major distributors in north america so i partnered with funimation uh crunchyroll viz media Uh, i've done some type of business with all of them at some given point so uh, she used to come with me to all those events and uh 
you know, do business, but also just have a great time because uh, the community, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like a, a bad side to every community, but for the most part, um, it's, it's pretty welcoming, especially in the real, like, you know, you separate from like the internet bullshit that, you know, in any community, you find the internet bullshit of people being dumbasses, but in the real, uh, the community is pretty welcoming and um, it's a really dope experience. Mm. Well, my, my blessings and well wishes again go to, to goes out to your fiance, man. Sorry Thank to hear that. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank Sorry you. to hear that. Um, my my question for you is how how does one um have a like you said a career and that kind of piqued my ears, right? Like a professional mm-hmm. career. Um, do you animate or like do you do you like explain that how you made a, a career out of it, going from like being a fan of it to actually you know having a professional aspect to it? Um, well, I guess, uh, it's a few different avenues. Like my main, uh, stick for like, again, the last 10 years has been doing YouTube, um, reviewing like, you know, the latest series coming out. Also a big one is like talking about the news, like, oh, you know, this series is popping mm-hmm. or this drama went down with this animator or something like that. Um, then other avenues is like doing, um, you know, just kind of like advertisements for different companies, working with different companies. And, uh, one of the latest developments that I'm really excited about is I partnered with Noir Caesar, black owned manga publishing company, and, uh, mm. we're working on my first manga. Um, so I'm really, really excited and passionate about that. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's cool. Yeah. What's your manga? Uh, it's, it's a Japanese comic book. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm, so I'm can really you explain excited. to, can, can you explain to Royce the difference between manga and anime? Uh, it's basically just comics and, and cartoons, but just a uh, Japanese way of saying it. And uh, I guess there's a certain aesthetic to it um, that like you could kind of off the bat usually tell like, you know, the big anime eyes you, is usually a giveaway. And then in like the animated version, it's usually like they have colorful hairs to like distinguish the different characters. So like, you know, the main character will have, let's just say blue hair and then the female will have yellow or blonde hair, things like that. Hmm. Do you draw? Need it? No, no. Um, I'm more so on the uh, writing side. Um, that's really like you know, storytelling is one of my uh, biggest passions. That's cool, man. So, how is the relationship cool. between like the writer and like you got this great story, um, but you know, anime and and manga is like it's ninety percent visual, right? Like that's a a big part of it, right? Not to not to to belittle the story, but just saying in terms of like product the production side, right? Like it's mostly you know, putting characters and, and stuff like that into the world. How does, how did you come about going from like, I got this story. I need somebody to draw it basically. Like, was that, was that difficult? Was it, did you, was it, did you have to like, like build up a certain like rapport with folks and they had had to build up like certain level of respect. Like, can you explain that process? How you, you know, found some, some people to draw your ideas? Uh, well, it kind of felt like fate, honestly, because, um, you know, t- I guess to get a little just deep into how well my process was, was uh, about tw- late 2018, early 2019, I just started having like this spiritual awakening, I guess you could say, um, getting woke and whatnot, and really just looking into my history and, you know, where I come from and understanding a lot of things about the world, um, you know, listening to a lot of our great leaders like um, Brother Polite, uh, Lord Jamar, Royce, a lot of people that just started really guiding me to where I want to be in life. And then it was fate where, um, 
Johnny O'Brien, the owner of Noir Caesar, he had reached out to me and I seen that he was on the same page, same message. One of the things that really stuck out to me immediately when I went to his profile, I saw he had like a shirt that said, uh, the black woman, the, um, God's mother, something along the lines of that was like mother nature at its finest, something like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Because he had reached out to me if I wanted to work with them at any capacity. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, we align. I love it. Let's do it. And, uh, we kind of started from there. I had the idea already in my mind for some time now because, uh, I love hip hop and music. And I was like, well, I have this story about this kind of upcoming MC. But then these forces are trying to take, uh, this upcoming MC down. And it's like a self-realization, uh, for the character also loving her natural self. And why don't we put this into a, a story, a manga? And then we got the, um, creatives. We got a couple of different writers to work with me to put it together. And then we sent it off to the artist and then they put together the visuals and, uh, we're slowly but surely working on getting the first volume done. It's cool. Mm. Congratulations, man. Sounds when, when you were telling me, I feel like I was gonna say, I feel like there's a connection between hip hop and and manga. Is it the storytelling part of it, or what do you? Why do you think there's some? I feel like there's some connection there. Uh, I think there's various different reasons. I think in general, like because of the source of it coming from Japan, one of the things I've seen a lot of people, especially people of color, um. We, we look at it as almost like an escape away from the structure of society, thinking of Japan. So we see these stories of this faraway place where none of the bullshit that we go through is like seemingly from what we, we see from these stories. So it's kind of almost escapism. And you could, you know, put that in equated to several different, uh, ways of looking at a different people, like whether somebody deals with depression, whatever the case may be. But I think for us in particular, we look at it as almost like it feels like an, an escape to freedom essentially uh with looking at um anime and manga it just feels like a different world away from uh what we've been accustomed to knowing you know being here especially in the united states i feel like um i feel like when you were telling us about um the difference in the, in the ways that you um that you curate and you were like um you not not like on the internet like these dumbasses I feel like I felt like you were tr you were triggered by something. Tell tell me about that. Um, I feel like we're in therapy now. <laughs> uh, um, well, I guess because like I've dealt with a lot. Like you know, going back to when I started doing this whole thing of just talking about it, just as passion. I didn't think that I could make a cent off of it. It was just like, yo, I see some people are doing unboxings uh, of anime, talking about their passion and whatnot. Uh. This is, this is dope. So when I started it, um, there wasn't many people doing it and it was just kind of like, Oh, look at this weirdo. What is he doing? And stuff like that. And then throughout time, as I kept getting more popular and before, cause now it's a little bit more, uh, acceptable to the mainstream, so to speak. Like now, like somebody could, I don't know, have a Dragon Ball Z jacket and nobody's really going to say anything. If anything, you're going to get compliments, but you know, throughout my time on here, now I, I still, you know, anybody, when you hear something in some form or another, it's going to make you feel a certain way. So now if I get criticism, I know how to handle it. But especially back then, early on, like the first four or five years of doing this, of constant just criticism. And it's like, yo, I'm literally just talking about what I love, what I'm passionate about, what the hell is the problem? And, you know, just the constant hate and negativity. And then, you know, you have that and you have where even now it's like, 
Ah, uh, there's there's a I guess a uglier side to the anime and manga community that isn't really addressed um as as much as I wish it should be. I, I wish it would be, and it definitely should be. Bullying, um, bullying, bullying in, in in several different regards. Um, there is a lot of racism, and that's something that um. I'm, I think one of the big things, and again, this is why I love working with noir, is that we're, we're basically getting out from under the, the BS of feeling like we have to, I can't think of the right words, but it's conform, conform to a certain social construct. Exactly. Nail on the head. And, um, you know, just being united. Like, you know, I just saw the other day you uploaded the video on code uh, about the, the cookout and stuff like that. And I just love it. I, every time there's any type of unity, I'm all for it because together we're very, very strong. And um, I, I think that's, I don't know, it's, it's just amazing to see. I think that's one of the best things that even the last few years, despite all the animosity that was created from like, you know, the stuff with Donald Trump and everything, it brought us all together. It, it made us realize, yo, we may have different issues. You're from a different hood, all of that stuff. That That's cool. I get it. But yo, we have bigger fish to fry. There's bigger entities out there. Why don't we just be together? And um, Well, some of us. Yeah, <laughs> some of us. But yeah. but what I like about it is it, it forces it kind of forced a lot of people to draw their line in the sand. Yes, and that's necessary too. Yes, just to kind of like know where everybody stands. Where 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 what are the points of division in the, in the, um in the anime community that you could say? What what is it? How is that broken? How is that broken up? Is it like, is it like some classes type shit, or is it like certain groups of people that just feel like that they like? What what explain that to me? Well, th there are several different fractions, I guess you could say. There's elitism to a certain degree where people feel as though because their Japanese cartoons are more superior in terms of narrative, that they're just more superior fans and the rest of them are shit. So there's that type of situation in the community. And then I guess the, their race, a lot of people like to play the pretend. And I think, again, one of the things that the world has shown us is that there is racism or showed uh the the people that were in denial, it kind of lifted the veil a little bit because, you know, there's something that like with cosplayers, for example, and it's something that really triggers me is when a beautiful black woman wants to cosplay as anything. It is always a problem, mainly on Twitter. It is always a problem um, of people. Just when you saying, say a problem, what you mean? What you mean? Just the people leaving comments? Yeah, like, oh, you're you're not white. Expressing how they don't like it. Yeah, you're not white. You shouldn't. Well, first of all, these characters aren't white. They're from. They're created from Japan. They're they're technically supposed to be Japanese. So right there, that's just nonsense and stupid. Are these are these Asian people doing this? No, no, no. Um, so you know, there's a lot of different uh sections, and again, like I said, if they're in in the real, you don't really deal with a lot of these issues like you know i've been to a lot of conventions i've had uh autograph signings met hey fans, shit elitism you're gonna get elitism when you when you're talking about art anytime you're talking about art you're gonna always have the people who feel like that their art is better or if it's different i noticed this in music if it's different like i noticed this with a lot of the younger artists if somebody doesn't i may have been guilty of this too if somebody doesn't do the same kind of music that you do you don't even really mess with them as a person Were you like that lou Back in the like day? what? No. Kind of like, you never were like that? Maybe that was a no. Detroit thing. Maybe that was a Detroit. Not that I had anything against him. I probably just looked at it like, 
we probably either wouldn't have anything in common or I just I never even thought about considering building a relationship with somebody who didn't do the same type of shit as me. I was like that with uh with hip hop for the longest time. I yeah. felt like um if you make snap music like you know I'm listening thinking back to like uh when I first started really getting digging into your catalog and stuff like I'm here on Slaughterhouse you're not going to tell me about no snap music right now I don't even want to hear those artists there without even giving them a chance and, and you know maybe there's something else in their catalog I might like all I'm hearing is the Billboard Hot 100 tracks of, of you know their their stuff that's on the radio maybe they actually have some substance in there or in general maybe that's just not my stick but that doesn't mean that I should look down on them or feel like I'm superior as a hip hop fan because I love Love Slaughterhouse and they're the greatest MCs ever. Yo, um, Lou, are do you see you bumping the artists like at award shows and shit like that, and they aren't like lyricists and they know they're not lyricists, they don't Um, I mean not really. I mean I guess because I I when I I gotta say this. Like I listen to everything and I learn from everything. So there's yeah, a little bit of, they don't know that's fine. I mean, I, I, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not them. So I don't know what they're thinking, but my, my, what I was going to say was that I, I'm surprised by the people who turn up and in those instances, like you said, like at award shows or at the airport or something, um, or on, on social media and they're like super fans, you know, but they're rapping, their styles are completely something different you you'd never you, you would assume you that oh, all that, people right? n- n- i mean not not like really really it's unexpected but it's not like surprised in a negative way it's just like like i don't know like you wouldn't you would be surprised if like some old white lady was like your fan just like oh yo i really i got all your albums i mean in a negative way you know who yeah, i had, it's who more I, had like, I had a connection like that with bum b like bum b reached out to me like a long time ago and he was just like somebody who I least suspected to to reach out, first of all. And then like how much how much he knew of not just me, but you fucking like he listened to everything because it's like he don't rap like he listened to so much stuff. He rapped like this is my style. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I just found that I found that interesting. And then I also find it interesting when I bump into usually younger, younger dudes who do something different from me. It's always a weird vibe. It's either, it's either I feel like they look, they look sideways at, at lyricism, which happens, or I feel like that they just look at it like, man, you know how I many times I've been on the road with Slaughterhouse and then I bump into somebody and I, I hear, oh man, these rapping ass niggas, these more rapping ass niggas. I be thinking to myself like, bro. I'm not taking this as a compliment. I kind of want to punch you in the face right now. He's a rapping ass niggas. He's a rapping ass niggas right here. What up, rapping ass niggas? Oh, <laughs> you ain't ever get that? Um, I mean, not 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 that type of response. But I mean, I've had the Look, same. Jay Z called you the best rapper ever, dog. You mean to tell me you ain't never get insulted with some compliments by a rapper who can't rap? <laughs> no. You know, oh, shout out, shout out. I mean, because I, I walk in so many different worlds. So for me, um, I'm, I'm, it's a, it surprises people that I'm more of like a street dude. So I run in like a street circle, but it's hard because it's like this, he's a nerd and he wears glasses and he may kick push, but like everybody around me is gangbangers. 
And so it's hard. So I walk in different spaces with different folks. So on the rap side, um, I barely engage with rappers, period, you know, in any in any real capacity. Right. Because it's such a different like association and relationship because my expectations in terms of who they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to carry themselves isn't defined under the arts. Right. It's defined from like the streets. So for me, it's a, it's a different play. So when I meet when I meet certain people, I, or I, I, I go out of my way not to engage with certain people um, is is more so just from and what context that I entered the music industry in. Right. And it wasn't with arts, you know, it was with some gangsters. So it was kind of like a different world. So I, when I would meet people, it wasn't whether they rapped, whether whether they from or whether they rapped or couldn't rap or whatever. It was like, how much of a how how much are you connected to the streets? How much are you like really like standing on something and what's behind that? And so my respect level for people had nothing to do with whether they could rap or not. It was like, what type of what type of person are you like? What What's your ethics? And when I say the streets, it ain't like you got to be in the mafia or you got to be a crip. It's just that do you carry yourself with a certain like honor code or a certain system beyond you could be the wackest dude in the world, you know, or you could be the illest because I know a lot of ill dudes who don't who, who I'm not going to hang out with, you know, um, and I know a bunch of like dudes that are whack that are like I would hang out with all day. You know, and and build and talk about everything but music and, and, and arts. So for me, it's a little it's a little different, but I just take it all as what it is. You know, I get and I get I get hated on by dudes who rap really good. You know, Dude. like it's a certain like tension. Like, yo, I'm I'm super elite, and it's like I'm really better than you. But I get it because you coming from some some other angle because you think I can't rap. You know. Yeah, the, they think that because they they can rap. They think for some reason I can't rap, or they can rap better than me, and it's kind of like okay. But the reason I'm not really rocking with you is because that's your position, and they got to. I I agree that you're a great rapper and you can spit, but again, I'm not defining you based off craft and art. I'm defining you based on how you carry yourself as a person, right? So for me, it's a it's it's a little different. So anyway, you, I guess that's you a think chunk that, of that answering it. But also I, to add on to that, I think the perception of you from the non-hardcore rap fan is very, very different because of some of the music you've made, whether it's been Cook Push or, or um, I mean, you, you've had a lot of music that has bridged into other parts of society. I mean, I can remember sitting at football games and listening to your music in, in a crowd of, you know, 90,000 people at a Penn State game, show goes on, comes on, and people they don't look at that necessarily, even though it is hip hop and rap music, it looks like more, a little bit more mainstream, I guess. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but I think the perception of you is very different because you, you go into very different audiences than I think maybe Royce does. I, I, I see that as a, as a little bit of a difference between the two of you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people don't really know too much about me from the jump. So it's mm. like, that's a that's kind of like a slippery slope where you can put on as many or go into many different worlds as you want. Um, but it's just because that's why I've experienced the success. I didn't experience success in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to be a street rapper. Right. I didn't experience success trying to be a lyrical rapper. Right. I didn't experience success trying to be an elite rapper. Like I experienced success just telling basic human stories and having just, you know, touching on personal experiences. Like I used to skate when I was five. You know what I'm saying? Until I broke my skateboard in the ghetto. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I was in the ghetto skating. Well, it was, it was still prostitutes. It was still drugs and drug needles on the ground. And, you know, people pissing in the hallway and, you know, gunshots and, you know, blood all in the hallways. So that was real. But I was just happened to be skating through that. So, I mean, even if you listen to the stories like Kick Push, Show Goes On, even if you listen, listen to Superstar, those ain't fun records. They might have fun beats and fun chorus songs. But if, but yeah, if you yeah, listen yeah, to right. if you listen to the lyrics of those songs, those songs aren't chill for a little fun at all. Especially not Superstar. Superstar's about mm-hmm. dying and going to heaven and getting kicked out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a certain level of darkness that relates back to anime, right? And I think you can maybe speak to this, Tim, right? That there's people look at anime and it may seem like very happy, go lucky, fun, right? Um, but it's a lot of like dark narratives and, you know, like villains and demons and like all this other craziness going on. So can you, can you kind of speak to that kind of dual identity of like, it looks like this is for kids, but it's like this, this ain't for kids, you know? Uh, yeah. A perfect example would be, um, an anime right now that everybody is talking about every Sunday. People go crazy talking about attack on Titan. Um, it's basically, and to put it on a broad perspective, these people were stuck inside these walls and there's giant monsters outside of these walls. And if they leave these walls, the monsters will kill them. Um, where we're at right now, it's gotten to a point where I look at the main character as like Malcolm X. Like when I talk about the anime, one of the things I constantly start screaming is by any means necessary because he's basically going down a dark route. Like he started off as like, you know, happy go lucky. Um, uh, I guess to a certain degree, he witnessed a lot of horrible shit happen to him. And as the story has progressed, he went from an idealistic kid to he's willing to murder and do anything to liberate his people. And it's so like, you know, in the meat of it all, there's just there's a lot of political aspects. There's a lot of just, um, I guess, just deep narratives that like you wouldn't see from just looking at it as, oh, giant monsters and people fighting giant monsters. I got two questions on that. So, uh, Attack on Titan. So, is, is this something that come? You, you said it's it's coming out right now. Is it come out like on a regular interval? Like, uh, they, and, they they usually do it uh, seasonally. Right now, there's okay. three seasons. We're on season four, and um, some anime are different. Like like anime or like Attack on Titan, for example, it had 25 episodes. Then it took like four years to drop 12 more. Then I think another okay. year or two later, they dropped like. 24 more so it just really depends on the demand and a lot of times you know them trying to profit as much as they can in between seasons and stuff like that and then my second question is i gotta ask this i was a huge fan of this show and i I, now i'm curious if it actually is anime the walking dead no uh american comic that was adapted into a live action tv show so nothing to do with the roots of that. Because when you talk about that, it kind of reminds me of, of the original the original version of that. Yeah, but no, you, you not say, at all. You say that, it's funny enough. I remember when The Walking Dead was really blowing up. Attack on Titan yeah. around that time started blowing up. And I remember a lot of people, including myself, used to make comparisons saying Attack on Titan is Japan's, I guess, take, you would say, on something like The Walking Dead and, you know, the political structures and, you know, these power classes and things like that. So I I, I could see where you would get that, like, um comparison there. So not a totally stupid question. No, not at all. Not at all. It's the same process in Japan, though. So um where it might be a really popular comic book or a weekly, you know, like Shonen Jump, right? Like mm-hmm. a, just a weekly manga release in a magazine and then if it gets super popular 
um, they might do an adaptation of that into a anime series. So that's kind of like the same kind of process though, Tom, like where you have something like super successful or super interesting and the comic book space. And then you want to move it into something else. Whereas in here in America, the the obvious thing is to kind of move it into live action. Right. Yeah. But in Japan it's more like, okay, let's turn this comic book into a cartoon. Right. And then even still from that, you might get, cause it's basically just a license. Right. So like you might somebody that want to license, the movie. So you get a live action movie and then you'll get like toys because somebody want to license and spin off and make the toys. So the processes are similar. It's just that the where it might go to might be different, you know. And then also you have these like mangas that are just these again, these weekly releases, right, where they drop them every week. But then they'll do like maybe like a particular book of like a spinoff story or something like that, right? Where they'll take and just do like a whole like, okay, we're going to do an 80 page or a 100 page book just for this same characters, but going down this different storyline or something like that. So, I mean, that's why you can get like, like, uh, like Tim is saying, you can get like super duper duper deep. You know, one book might have, you know, 150 books and then it has this anime spinoff and then toys. Mm. And blah, blah, blah. So it get crazy. What's what's the most successful, and I'll define successful as going from comic, maybe to cartoon, to maybe even live action movie. What's the most successful uh, magna that started in that ever? Uh, well, right now there's a series called One Piece that it I think is either third or second behind Superman and Batman for highest sold comic of all time. It's like, a, I think they just announced 480 million copies. And I want to say Superman is at 600 million and Batman is somewhere in like 400 or 500. I forget if uh, it passed Batman yet, but there's a series one piece. It's been going on since I think the manga started, if I'm not mistaken, in 97 and the anime started in 99 because the anime is basically even if they like make it, you know, beautiful piece of art, essentially it's used as a glorified commercial to, you know, p- uh, push the product. Like Lupe was saying, one of the things, cause society in Japan is like very different. Like manga over there is a very normal thing. Like, you know, comics and cartoons over there is a normal thing to their society. Not so much maybe the anime is more so like the manga volumes because it's like $2. They're little tiny books and, you know, you could just shove them anywhere over there. It's not like that it's all open where over here, the manga, the books are a lot bigger and things like that. And also just the way they accept things like over here, it's more acceptable and people look more, even with anime's rise, people still prefer like a live action is going to really take things to the next level, like a successful live action series, like a game of Thrones or something like that, opposed to like an anime, it's still going to blow, but in its sphere while a live action, everybody in, you know, the U S will, uh, indulge in it so to speak but in japan an anime is kind of the equivalent to a live action over here Mm -hmm. that's good stuff this is tim hoffman from four never world on youtube i love your passion i love this consistency you keep doing what you're doing um thank you for 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 joining the show we we greatly appreciate you no yeah appreciate you you having me on you know being on twitch you on twitch tim no I, i don't really do twitch too much i'm mainly just uh just youtube yeah Yo, Tim, what's your favorite, what's your favorite manga? What's your favorite anime? And then what's your favorite toy? And then who's your favorite character? All four of them. Real quick. Mm, favorite anime, Yu Yu Hakusho. 
Favorite manga, probably Berserk. Uh, Ooh, you a dark person. <laughs> uh, what, what was the other two? The uh, the, the figure favorite uh, toy. Mm-hmm. It probably be a figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I have a a few back there that I, I don't know. Uh, probably one of my One Piece statues that I have. I have like because I used to have a deal where they would send me like these One Piece statues. Probably like Whitebeard. And uh, mm-hmm. what was the 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 fourth one? Last one. Who's your your favorite character? Favorite character from that 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 universe favorite character um i i'd probably go with guts from berserk because wow he's he's been through a living nightmare and he's still (laughs) pushing every day you know he went through so much that he's like i don't even know 30 and his hair just started immediately turning gray from everything he's seen and shit so yeah can you see the grayness (laughs) in my hair is is it showing up or is it being like (laughs) no you could wow appreciate appreciate (laughs) you tim thank you brother no, thank you. Uh, being thank you for coming royalty. on, man. Thank uh, you, Tim. You guys have a wonderful pleasure night. to meet you, bro. Pleasure as well. Again, that's Tim Hoffman from For Neverworld on YouTube. That was some interesting stuff. Mm. Little education there for you, Royce. And man, he was serious. Now y'all, now y'all are anime and manga experts. I'm I'm kind of curious to to dive in. What 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 was the one that he said was about to 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 outseat Superman and Batman? One Piece. One Piece. It's, it's about pirates. Now. Pirates. Yeah, it's about pirates. You know I have a fear of pirates when we when we go on that cruise ship. You got a fear of pirates. You, you, you got a fear I of do. pirates? I do. I don't like pirate phobia? I have a pirate phobia. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the Five Nine, and Tom Frank. Royce, did you set any intentions for 2021? Any goals you want to accomplish this year? You know what, Lupe Fiasco? I was just thinking about that. I want to be a little bit more mentally strong. One day better than the next. You know, tomorrow better than yesterday. That is quite inspiring. You know, that reminds me of our sponsor, BetterHelp, which will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to help you achieve your goals in a safe and private online environment. Y'all know I love therapy, and I can't recommend it more highly, especially for black people. My favorite thing about BetterHelp is it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. They even offer financial aid. Just for our listeners, BetterHelp is offering 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com slash Lupe and Royce. Make some moves. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health at BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P slash Lupe and Royce. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the 5'9", and Tom Frank. All right, fellas. The, uh, I know you guys aren't huge football fans, but the Super Bowl is this week. Are you going to watch it, if nothing else, for the, for the commercials, for the music? No. I guarantee you I won't be watching it. Guys, you're killing me. Killing me. And it's one of those things that I'm not even against watching. I just know me. I know I'm not going to sit there and just watch it. I will watch the whole thing from beginning to end. I'll probably watch football all day. On and Sunday. I understand it because I got a lot of football football friends. I, I definitely understand it. That's how I am with boxing. I was excited. I was part of uh, my first ever um, Super Bowl commercial. So we've been working with uh, with Logitech on a big campaign that's coming out called Defy Logic, and a, a piece of it is they produced a uh, a commercial that's going to be playing at the first quarter of the Super Bowl. 
So a fun spot with Little Nas X. You guys know oh. Little Nas? I met Little Nas. So be looking for it. And for I people out there. Moments. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't with him. I, I almost said the wrong shit. I seen him. We were do, both doing a festival and he walked by me and somebody he was with was like, oh, shit, Royce 5'9". I was like, what's up, my G? How you doing? He was like, yeah. And then I heard little Nas X go, who was that? He was like, that was Royce 5'9". Well, Royce, we're going to make sure he knows who you are. But I don't no, care if you check. know who I am. He was like 12 years old. He was like right. three. But check out the commercial. If you don't see it, go go look at my, my Twitter, Tom on Edge. We Take a look at the – check it out. The commercial's up there. Uh, my team is, is heavily working on all of the social behind it and getting it out to the world. Oh, cool. So, Congrat- kind of a fun project. You're doing yeah, big things. I'm, I'm excited Thomas. about that. Yeah, We're doing good things. things. You, part of the Super good Bowl things. rollout situation. That's dope, man. I, mean, I was talking I, to my homie last night. Uh, he's a guitar player. He played, goes on tour with me. He played, uh, I think, was it J-Lo who played last year mm-hmm. um, at the Super Bowl? Yeah, he, was, he played guitar uh, at the, for the performance. At, on, cool. on, on stage at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. This year, it's uh, The weekend is the, is the big act. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward. I like, I like The, the weekend. weekend. Yeah, I, like I heard he was spending a lot of his own money to do the show. He did. I read an article that he spent like $5 million or something to, to, to make sure the show was exactly the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I'll go up there with a motherfucking, with a, with a Serato. Royce, after you win that Grammy, you might you might be uh you might be doing the Super Bowl next year. If Super Bowl asked me, I'd be like, all right, I'll go up there with a dat. <laughs> Dude, some fucking two tracks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a. I don't have anything against the 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 Super Bowl, Tom. I just haven't been a engaged into football for like years. I don't man. like the NFL. You don't like the NFL just as a sport? Not really. Why? Why is that? Because they're fucking racist. You want to do this again? Now, wait a minute. You're going to say the NFL is racist. That's exactly what I'm saying. Please. Okay. Before y'all jump into this, I would just like, before y'all, <laughs> I'm going to let y'all do this, but I would just like to say that I just, I just haven't been engaged with the sport of football over the past few years. So nothing yeah, that's how I feel about, about professional it too. I, I, professional football has drugged me into it but i do yeah. like i do like professional bull riding and i like f1 so when y'all when y'all done with this civil war y'all about to fight right here um we can come back and talk about P, uh, pbr and f1 i will be in the mix just so i'm clear but like I, go I, ahead it's not the reason Continue. why i don't watch football i'm just not a really a football fan but lately when i think of the nfl that's the first thing i think of how racist they are in in comparison to other sports or just in general? No. Just them being just racist. I don't have to compare them to anything. In what way? Um, where you want me to start? Anywhere you want to start. Like, every single stance that they take involving um, them in people's light and not allowing them to use the platform to give back to the community. And then the way they did, the, the way they played Colin Kaepernick and the kind of contracts that they put the players under, they basically put them in situations to where they can't, to where they can't build. 
you know? And they 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 selective as fuck. They choosy as fuck, and they attack like they attack Colin Kaepernick. They just did a bunch of racist shit. I don't think they're racist as much as they are greedy. I think the NFL is greedy. The owners are greedy. They're out to make every last dime. And I don't care if it's a white player, black player, whatever. You think it would you think it would have costed them anything to allow Colin Colin Kaepernick to kneel? I, I don't. What I don't. Have to do I don't necessarily disagree with with him kneeling at all, and and the reality was it was about police brutality and not disrespecting the flag, but people couldn't get over that. Yeah, the NFL, the people who defend the flag and everything that it represents. But my point is, like I don't think you, it had you, to do if, with racism. I think it had to do with money, money, not? money, 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 money. If you if you if you look at a group of people. And what that flag represents to that group of people, and you can't, you can't see it from that point of view. You can see it from that point of view. You just choose not to. You choose not to see it from that point of view. You choose to rule, run shit, rule shit with an iron fist. So, that's racist. I still don't think it's racist. I think what Colin Kaepernick is. I think you don't want the NFL to be racist. No, no, no. You love football. I I love football, but I mean, I'm not the NFL. I don't. I don't care about the NFL. I'm. um, Other than I do think it's greed. It's greed. They worried about that guy taking that stance right there, and them losing sponsorship dollars. Now, I won't disagree with you that we have a bunch of losing sponsorship dollars. Yeah, sponsorship dollars. Yes, that's the reason that what, what they, sponsorship they, they, what sponsorship dollars were they at risk of losing by Colin Kaepernick kneeling? Uh, numerous ones. Uh, all of the big according sponsors to, according are to who to come out. According, according to, to the, who? According to the news, and what according news? to those sponsors who Box? said they were going to back out. Who? What? What sponsor said that? What, comp, what? What corporation did you hear say that? I don't know if I know one off the top of my head. I'm gonna have to do a little research on that. I don't want to say one and, and get them in trouble if it's not them. Because even but I still if it, don't even think if it, it had anything to do with race. I think it was greed. All right. That's cool. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to get you to think they're racist. Yeah, like they, they're not able to place value on themselves at that point in their careers in life. So basically a, 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 a large part of the profit is, is based in their ignorance. You know what I'm saying? So. They're usually dealing with an amount of money that's a that's a lot of money in comparison to where they come from, but it's not necessarily a lot of money in every situation um, in comparison to what's what they're generating, what's being generated. I agree with that across the board, but I don't necessarily always think it's white or black. I think it's players in general, and especially in the NFL. I think if you're a white player or a black player, when you're done and they don't see value in you anymore, you get spit out. I don't care who you are. White white players get treated different from black players, bro. I know people in the NFL. They can tell you that. Really? I mean, that's everywhere. That's that's life. That's life in America. It's nothing. It's nothing. You know, nothing. Nothing new. Nothing new. You know what I mean? If a fucking Tom Brady wanted to go do a canned food drive in his fucking neighborhood, it wouldn't be a problem. You can't fucking. You can't. You can't put a fucking. You can't put a picket sign up. In, in, in our neighborhoods without them being like, oh, not our platform, not our platform. What do they have against uplifting our community, helping us using their platform to uplift our communities when 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 they generate so much money for their platform? 
And when have they ever actually just been honest, man? Everything has been like smoke and mirrors and just controlling the narrative to make shit. They go out of their way. They put more energy into making shit look a certain way than just straight answering. Like, nah, we ain't, we ain't into that. We ain't doing that. It's like, yeah, we had Colin. We, we, we set up a whole practice. He didn't show up. Then he came with a camera and then he, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, come on, man. Y'all knew, y'all already knew y'all was attacking and y'all was getting him up out of there and making an example out of. Colin Kaepernick never will play in the NFL again. You think that's fair? I don't think it's fair. What did he, what did he do that, that was so wrong? I don't think he did anything wrong, but somehow he did get, he became a lightning rod that nobody, nobody wanted to take a chance with their fan base. Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it's, I'm saying it is wrong, but that, that is what happened. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the way that the NFL stepped up. In the pandemic, and then all of a sudden they're so concerned about social issues, yeah. you know. And then they they pander they pander to 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 black people to try and find like this sweet spot to where we'll be okay with them. Where it's just like, bro, all y'all had to do in the fucking very beginning was let the man fucking kneel. Do you think the NFL lost uh, a ton of of African American fans? That I don't know. Based on that, I don't know. I don't qualify to be able to say that, but I hope they did. Shout to Liquid Death. They just sent me a box of swag, and what? they also sent me a uh, a giant. Um, I think it's a store display. It's a gigantic package. Are or, you serious? It's, it's, it's yeah. Where's my Where ways, man? I'm not. I'm not. What do you mean? Where's yours? Were you drinking a can live on the Lupe and Roy show? I don't think so. No, but but uh, where, where, like, where you got to go the extra mile sometimes? What's man? this shirt? Where does this shirt come from? Yeah, go to extra. What shirt? The shirt you got on, Tom. Oh, my shirt? You like this shirt? What you know about that man right there? Muhammad Ali? What you know about Muhammad Ali? I'll tell you what. Muhammad Ali, major inspiration in life. Is he an inspiration? A great fighter, a great man, an entertainer. I mean, you had to love Muhammad Ali. Just the charisma of that guy alone. Put a smile to anybody. And what for what are you still for? I'm I'm actually dying. Have you guys watched the movie yet? Um is it called One Night in Miami? Oh, I heard about that. I didn't get a chance to check I it really, out. I really, 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 really want to watch this. Have you seen it yet, Lou? Nope. Hmm. I heard about it though. Do it. I heard Joe talking about it on his podcast. I need to watch it. What is that on? Uh, I think any 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 streaming platform. No, it's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere specific, right? And ain't just on anything. It seemed like nothing is just on anything. Anymore. On demand, on demand. Prime, maybe I don't know. Prime, Netflix—they're all the same. Well, I don't know how to watch TV, so there's that. Was there a new Your Honor this past week? I don't know. I was too busy um, just really delving into it, the whole thing, man. You know, from the, from the get from the get go, from the jump jump. Please, from the jump jump. Tell us, tell us your review. I mean, so far, um, so far it's an interesting story. I feel like I I, I got too many friends that's watching it, so I kind of I kind of knew the premise of it already. 
Um, I'm I'm to I'm up to uh I think I I think I'm on episode f- I think I might be on episode four where um the guy Baxter his wife she's starting to like really like turn up she remind me of a few girls I used to mess with back in the day man she's really toxic she's really toxic I like her she's starting to turn up a little bit um. The black the, the the black kid, what's his name? He just died. He just died. The son, Baxter's son, fucked him up in prison. I thought that was kind of ah, fucked yes. up because they framed the kid. They framed the kid. Y'all don't think I watched it, dude? They framed the kid. No, I didn't. I they framed, they framed <laughs> the kid. No, I was just I was just gonna say I was just gonna say spoiler alert, spoiler alert for folks who haven't for, seen it yet. People who, who might watch it after this. Bro, you okay? Listen, man. Okay, let's get some criteria like worked out here because you can't expect me to to know how to like unpack it too. I'm just learning how to watch it. So how do how what's the proper way to talk about it? What's like the criteria? What? No, I mean you could you could you could say whatever you want. I was just saying spoiler alert to let people know that we'll probably put it at the top of the show that there will be spoilers and give them like a timestamp to just like you know if you if you want to watch your honor. There are some spoilers, so just spoiler alert. That's all. That's all yeah, because I, I know most, some most people don't like spoilers. Like my wife don't like spoilers. Yeah, some people don't like spoilers. Actually, she yeah. brought her ass up That's here all. the other day, and I called myself putting on episode four. And what did she do? I don't want to watch it for no episode four because I don't know what's going on. She went all the way to episode one, bro, and started it from episode one. Well, you got to start at episode one. You should have. You should have engaged with her and and made it a you and her show. Damn it. Life lessons from Tom. That's how you keep a strong relationship? Let her just walk all over you? Mm-hmm. No. No, no, no. You're always in control, but she thinks she's in control. Well, when you're driving in the car, do you let her touch your radio? Oh, she has total control over the radio. Total control? Total control. I'm just a chauffeur driver. Volume knob and all? Mm-hmm. Tom. You gotta grow some balls, buddy. <laughs> I try. I wish my girl would touch my goddamn radio. Especially when I had CDs. Well, touch my damn radio. We're gonna ride and listen to these beats. Question. You better fucking write some verses. <laughs> <I'm just playing>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got one question for you to get us out of here. That's funny. Car- Carol That's Walker. Funny. Who? Carol Walker. Carol Walker, who's that? Tape. Lucy, rap, 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 l- the latest hot rap news. We need like a thing, like a, like a, a, a what they call those, a music thing to play when we're going to talk about like, and today and rap news. I made some music pieces. I made some music pieces I'm going to have to send out to y'all. I was in here late last night trying to come up with a bunch of different little pieces. Now you you have our new intro and exit music in the works, I believe. I mean, shit, yeah, whatever. I mean, if it, it's it just depends. It, it's you know, it just depends on what direction y'all want to go. It could be anything, you know what I mean? So yeah, I could do that shit. Fucking. So you're gonna lay the beat. It all depends on how I'm gonna rap. Over, it all depends on how over how nitpicky y'all want to be. You know what I mean? We can. Oh, I'm very we can, nitpicky. We can nitpick it. We can nitpick the fuck out of it, or we could just be like, you know, that's, that's that'll work. I think whatever you get get me is going on the front, 
the middle and the end. I think everybody don't think like that. Mm. All right, Kara Walker. I want to hear about this. What do you mean you want to hear about it? What are you talking about? I mean, do you know Kara Walker? I know her art. Do you know Kara Walker? I do. And the only reason I know it is from um, the, the silhouette stuff that she did, I think, in London, where it was like three-dimensional. It had music. It had movement. I just remember seeing it from a couple mm. – it had to have been two, maybe two years ago. All right. I just Googled her. Okay. So why are we talking about this beautiful black queen? What she do? Lou just had a had a song about her. Oh, Lou did. Mm-hmm. Not me. Song wasn't about her. Song was. Her, about her. She was. She was mentioned in it. Yeah, so it's named after. Her. It's, it's not named about after. Her. Yeah. Well, tell me more. It's multi. It's multi layered, multi reference. This isn't the platform for that. Um, but it's just if you want to check it out, check out Kara Walker. Um, I, I, I drop Lucy little freestyles from time to time. Um, and just put up one. I think was it day before yesterday. So it's up right now on my on my socials. You, you know, did a you did a whole verse about her, Graham, or the tweets. It's not about her. Um, <laughs> it's just named after her. For named after reasons. her. Oh, you're not talking. You're not well, talking about like her in it. No. That's interesting. I've done songs where I have talked about artists, though, but no, not this one. It's just named after. her. So so why her? Why why I I need to know more. I need to know more. I mean your your curiosity will be will, will be un unfed today. I apologize for that. This isn't the platform. For why that. isn't this the platform? Can we talk? Does she do, does she do porn? Cuz it's not. Huh? Because no. She's like not. a wholesome. Actually some her her work is actually very some of her work is actually very provocative. Oh it is. I mean we could talk about Kara Walker just for Black History Month. We're not going to talk about that song though. But if we're talking about uh, just Kara Walker for Black History Month, for folks who do not know who Kara Walker is, um, she's an, uh, an amazing contemporary artist who deals uh, most notably in uh, doing silhouette work and kind of cutouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and she references uh, uh, slavery. So it's almost like she invented this almost like Alice in Wonderland type world yes. on a plantation. And there's a lot That's of... That's exactly uh, how I would describe it. A, a, a lot of her work uh, is... It's, I mean, it is, it is purely contemporary. So it might, it might come across as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cartoon like. Mm-hmm, I'm looking at it. Um, it almost comes across playful su- and cartoonish. Yeah. 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 But her subject matter like shadows is very, very powerful. It's very, very powerful. Very, very, um, provocative. Uh, there's some, and when I, the reason I brought up it might be like come across as cartoonish or playful is that it is very much so NC-17 if we had to rate it. Like, it's not something that, that like, your kids... It's like real silhouette. Like, oh, Carol Walker, let's go and see it. it. Is like she, if you If you look at what the silhouettes are doing, okay, the actions that they're taking and what's being done to them, um, it is very, again, like... True to life. holds bar, contemporary, sp- speaking to a message about the horrors of, of slavery. Um, but she does it in a way that comes across as... Very playful, again, very cartoonish, but that's her working, her mind working as an artist. So I'm a re- huge fan of her work. Um, I've seen her work and she, she's in all of the like top museums. So she's in a bunch of collections. Um, but yeah, she's a, you know, one of my favorite artists to kind of engage with and look at just from an artist side. So in honor of Black History Month, all February, um, and mm-hmm. her work is black. 
um, literally black. Um, check out some Kara Walker. Go get your Google on. Um, oh, this is ill. Kara Walker. She's super dope. KaraWalkerStudio.com to see her mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. This shit is ill. But this, but the song Kara Walker that I just did is not about her. So don't, don't, don't think it's you go named. listen to the song and then no, it's just named. After so it, 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 it's the raps that bad, man. You don't want to talk about it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Is it that bad, man? Like, am I gonna be like Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. when I go listen to it, like call you? What the fuck was you thinking when you did that whack shit? You shouldn't have called that shit terrible. So everybody called that shit terrible, terrible walker. So, so everybody who's out there celebrating Black History Month, please let us know um, what your what your plans are for Black History Month. What would you like us to kind of reference to talk about, even in terms of Black History Month? It's, all, it's my favorite month. Black History Month is like my February is my favorite month, not because my birthday is right snap dab in the middle of it on the sixteenth, if you didn't know. But my sister's birthday is also this month, and my brother's birthday is actually today as we record. So happy birthday! Happy birthday, big bro! But. But for all the folks who want to, uh, you know, let us know how you are experiencing and want to celebrate Black History Month this February and what you plan on doing. And I will I will be every episode hitting you with some black history facts um, and uh, some people to maybe check out and hopefully and hopefully in a non condescending pseudo intellectual way. And that's going to yes. be difficult, so today, out, but you're going to work on You're working on check it. Out, check out Kara Walker. Yo, so your birthday. You, you, you did weeks. put me up on somebody just now, though, man. I didn't. I didn't. I've seen her before, but I. I didn't. Um, this she got some shit, man. I've seen her work before, but I didn't know anything about her until I I read through the website. She is fucking awesome. So February, Black History Month, Lupe's birthday. We got to do Lauren something. For, we got to do something for Lou's birthday, bro. Ooh, Lauren's. We're birthday gonna be recording. Well. We're gonna be recording on your birthday. No, we're not. You think we're going to be recording? I just going to tell him we're going to be recording on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be recording on your Y'all birthday. I might be recording on my birthday. No, I'm down. That down. We're going to have to shift the date of the show. I'll be quarant- I'll be Maybe we'll have a birthday. We'll have a birthday celebration for you. Hey, I'll take that. But we'll be recording on my birthday, but we won't be released on my birthday. So that's the Yeah, but we're going to be like Oh, we might have all sorts of people coming in here to celebrate your birthday with you. All right, uh, let's make a let's make a uh, let's make an episode out of it. Let's make an episode. We'll have liquid death beverages for everybody and a liquid death everything bagel cake. ice cream. No, everything bagel ice cream with a little candle and a liquid death birthday cake. Liquid death flavored birthday cake, so it just tastes like nothing <laughs> with no sugar. <laughs> sounds, with no sugar. With no sugar. <laughs> um, no gluten. No nothing. Just some just some artificial sweeteners. <laughs> You know, um, got to throw some spaghetti in there. Got to mm, throw some spaghetti in there. You can't eat nothing without spaghetti, bro. Spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. I feel like you eat spaghetti every Tuesday raps night. Raps and raps and jokes and jokes, jokes and jokes. You know what it spaghetti. is? I, I got all this. Uh, I bought all this spaghetti sauce for the for the pandemic. Um, and then I have to kind of like now I have to like eat it. You know what I'm saying? Because I bought it like a year ago, preparing for the end yeah, of days. I hate when that happens. Pasta sauce like, can. Pasta mm-hmm. sauce will last forever. That's how it, it is. Not. I buy it last forever. I buy a, fucking a bunch of hookers, man. I have like a year's worth. Did yeah. you? Are you in like a? Are you currently in a bunker? Is that you? You bought all this food 
You've you've said you've referenced this multiple times that you had a lot of this food. He's underground. Yeah, you, he's underground. So you're in a bunker. He comes up. He comes up to play with his sword, but he, he's he's underground. No, I mean, okay. I keep there's 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 something to. Well, I mean, y'all know my background by now. If you don't, I'm not going to keep reiterating where I come from. But there's a, you know, I bought just kind of long shelf long shelf life non perishable stuff at the beginning of the pandemic, right before things went crazy. So I just bought like some basic staples and so pasta, spaghetti sauce is one of those things. And so the and spaghetti cereal. sauce that I bought, the spaghetti sauce that I bought like a year ago, because it's coming up on a year now, right? It would, mm, it would have scary. been kind of expiring in a few months from now. So I was like, you know, let me just bust out of uh, some spaghetti but where you, sauce. Where you come from though? Make a, make spaghetti for a few days. Where you from though? That's what, that's what I'm, that's what I want to know. I want to know as you. I, mean, I want to know as you stand up and as you from the streets. You know what I'm saying? Fuck the raps. My uh, mi- my 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 family's military background, so we had it was a full military lifestyle. So yeah, but it, yeah, but as you militant, as you militant in this, in like these that. beefs. No, I don't have any beefs. You ain't got, got no beef. beef? There's no beef. I got turkey because there's no beef in the spaghetti. Ha ha. Nah, if you ain't got no beef, uh-huh. if you ain't got no beef, though, I can't rock with your freestyles. I mean, shit, just let me know when you get some beef. I'll check the motherfuckers out. Right now, I just can't fuck with nobody who ain't. <laughs> I can't fuck with nobody who ain't just really about that life, bro. You know what I mean? Fuck that shit. I mean, I, I, you, I, you could be cool as a person, you know? Like, I shake your hand and shit and all that, but I'm not about to listen to your raps. Unless you have a beef? I mean, you know, or a war. Whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean. Whatever you, however you categorize it. Beefs. People might have beefs with me, but I don't have beefs with them. Yeah, but see, that say a lot about a man's character, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because you got niggas running around talking about they got beef with you. Tom, you got beef. Uh See the kind of dudes I mess with. If a nigga say he got, if he say he got beef with me, I gotta send the blackout. I gotta send the blackout squad to him. I don't have a blackout squad. Yeah, so you ain't got no blackout squad. I mean, it's cool. You ain't got to be that. Just don't pretend like you that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no blackout squad. Don't be talking like you know OG Lope boss. You, I got a whiteout no, squad. I'm not a boss. You probably more of like a worker. You probably more of like a worker. You work for real. Who, me? Yeah. Then y'all have like a, a little thing I going mean, on or something? Oh, that's Kanye West? I mean, you work for that? You work for him? No, nah, I mean, we had... I don't man, I, I'm my own person. Why do I? Why does? Let's just why put, do I, let's why do I let's just, let's just put it. Let's just put it. Let's just put it this way. Let's just put it this way. Um, if I have a problem with somebody, and I understand that half that equation is me, I take myself out the equation. If you keep coming, if you don't allow me to not be a part of the equation. Then you're gonna have a problem, and I, that don't that ain't that doesn't matter who you are. You talking about like a cat, like if you corner. Them, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about cat. No, I mean, let, I'm you just talking about like a that. ninja. If 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 I, all of I don't have beefs because I take myself out of the equation, and hopefully people recognize that because I don't have an ego or a pride, so it doesn't matter to me. But if you continue. Then my response will be horrific. So you ain't got no ego or pride. I don't know. I got to think about how I feel about that. 
You know what I mean? What you think, Tom? You fuck Sorry. with people who ain't got no pride or no ego? See, man, I could I could fuck with well, them. I could fuck with them. I just can't listen pride. to his raps. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. You, you gotta have a. You gotta have pride. You gotta have a pride. You gotta have pride. You don't have to have. You don't have to have an ego, though. I mean, you know, you gonna check your ego at the door when you come over here. You know what I'm saying? But it's cool to have one. You know what I'm saying? It's cool if that's I mean, just I'm in just, you. I just, I'm just, I'm just cut from different cloths, man. That's all. So I move different. The, the definitions that other folks may have for themselves, I don't have those words connected to the way I move, and it, it works. You know, it keeps me out of things. Keeps me into things. My network is extremely strong and powerful. So that's all that really matters to me at the end of the day. My scorecard don't matter. You know what's, a, so, what's, all, what's also extremely strong and powerful? Your bad attitude. That's what's st- extremely strong and powerful. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got a bad, I ain't, I ain't got no bad attitude. Well, you better, you better, saying, like, you better watch your network, if, man. If we gonna, t- if, if we, if we, listen, if we gonna talk about beef in the streets and like the streets for real, I got, I got um, beef in the street for real. You know, with you, I don't. I, you ain't got no beef with me. You got beef with yourself. All right. Well, we I, I might squash it then. But right, right now, it ain't squashed. So chill out because I got my network in here. You you just ain't seen them yet. Tom, you ever seen my network? I don't fucking play, bro. No. I don't play. My network got ego, pride, everything, bro. You got it yes. all? Yeah. You got a whole box of it all. Hell yeah, man. We, we emotional gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all that. Fuck all that intellectually, you know, like in control of your feelings yeah, and all try, that. I just, I just, I just smile until I, until, until you force me. Not oh, y'all to. niggas smile? Nah, we don't smile over here, cuz. Yeah, I mean, laughter, laughter is the language of the soul. You know, we're not here, we're not here to be gangsters. We're not here to be, uh, not here to be mad men or villains. Oh, oh, that's probably where we're we, right, where we, dif- where we differ, like, we, man, cuz I'm here to be gangster. Mm-hmm. I like, I love, I love the, uh. I'm here to be gangster. I love you know laughter and. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't let my soul speak. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know when I gotta take somebody's soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I don't even be going to the store. You know what I mean? It's like, a nigga can't even go get Uber, Uber Eats. Uber, Uber Eats, Uber, Uber Eats to stay out the way. Yeah, that's what I be, ha- yeah, that's what I be having to do. I'm glad you know what I'm going to. See, we got something in common, cause I could probably listen to a couple of your raps. I would hope so. I hope. You, Yo. Yeah. This is a uh, this has been Lupe Fiasco and my birthday is in 14 days. Hurry up and get to Lupe's birthday. This is Royce to 59. Peace and love. And this is Tom Frank. I don't have a beef against you. I'm just I'm just love and happiness. <laughs> Tom ain't got beef with nobody. We out except his except his neighbor. That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or follow. Leave us a review and tell your friends to listen. The Lupe and Royce Show is a production of Say What Media. It's recorded and mixed by Claude Jennings. Our head writer is Lauren Sloat. I'm Tom Frank. And our theme music is by, who else? Lupe Fiasco and Royce the 5'9".